It's time to pour a cup of tea and fall down a rabbit hole with us. You're listening to Six Impossible Things Before Breakfast with Jackie and Elsie. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Six Impossible. Oh, I completely messed that up. Hi, Jackie. (laughs) (laughs) It's been so long, we've forgotten how to start. Hi, (laughs) Elsie. Welcome back to Six Impossible Things Before Breakfast. Um... (laughs) we're back together that's an exciting thing very exciting and I wanted to put it out there that we are going to be meeting for the first time because Jackie and I have never actually told you how we met but when our kids were born (laughs) it's kind of an embarrassing story um we were on what to expect when you're expecting message board like the app (laughs) seems like that is like outdated technology now but it's and we met there nine almost nine years ago and we're getting to meet for the first time in person in new orleans in october it's gonna be great it's gonna be amazing so we might broadcast remotely with our friend lt we're meeting her too oh also um uh i was thinking maybe we could try to find a medium Like do all three of us at the same time and see if she'd let us record it. Let us record it for everybody. That would be so sick. I love that. Yeah. I don't know if that that's possible, but I thought that would be fun. It would. I would love that. Okay. So I have a long one today, so I'm just going to get into it. This is the murder of Grace Mullane. Okay. And my very important date, which we have been forgetting to do. I don't know if I did it on my sideshow one or not, but here's this one. It's December 2018. It was a big year. We saw an American become British royalty, Mark Zuckerberg on his booster pillow in Congress, and the (laughs) hashtag MeToo movement empowered survivors. Yeah, I will never forget seeing him on that pillow. Uh, We watched the devastation as hurricanes, particularly Michael, ravaged the coast and Puerto Rico, and wildfires raged in California. We watched in horror as children filed out of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School as 17 people inside lay wounded and 17 people took their last breath. We lost Stephen Hawking, Barbara Bush, Kate Spade, Anthony Bourdain, Aretha Franklin, Burt Reynolds, Penny Marshall, and Coco the Gorilla. In true time, I know, I thought I had to add, I had to add Coco. That's so sad. In true crime news, Glee Glee actor Mark Salling took his own life after pleading guilty to child pornography, and Whitey Bulger was murdered hours after arriving at Hazleton Penitentiary, which I did not know he was murdered. I I thought he died of old age. I don't know why. I knew that he was murdered, but I, like, totally and completely forgot about that until you just said it. (laughs) Well, he was wheelchair-bound when inmates beat him to death with a padlock and a sock. His eyes were nearly gouged out and half his tongue was cut out. So he did not meet a good end. Um, In 2018, Grace Mullane was going on the trip of a lifetime. Originally from Wickford, Essex, Grace had graduated from the University of Lincoln, Lincoln with a bachelor's degree in advertising and marketing. She embarked on a backpacking holiday during her gap year and excitedly tweeted updates along the way. She was young and beautiful and described by her family as their sunshine. She spent six weeks in South America and arrived in New Zealand two weeks prior to her death. She had hoped to go to Thailand, the Philippines, and Australia. 
The night before her 26th birthday, which was Saturday, December 1st, she put on a little black dress and headed into the Auckland night for a date with a man she met on Tinder. Okay. So, at this time that she was getting ready to leave, her date was at a bar next to the hotel where he lived, chugging 40 beers in 30 minutes. Whoa, whoa. Yes. 40? Oh, not 40. Four beers. Oh, 30, I was like, God damn, 40 beers. Which is still a lot. <laughs> to be honest, but not quite as much as 40. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was about to be really impressed. I was like, how is this man still alive? <laughs> oh, well, you'll wonder that in a second because he's going to do more. Uh, in 30 minutes before leaving to meet Grace at the iconic Sky Tower, the most popular destination in Auckland. Since it was so heavily visited, I'm sure Grace felt safe meeting her date there. And fortunately, since it's so public, the Sky Tower is heavily monitored with CCTV. So they have them on CCTV like all night. New Zealand wow. apparently, or Auckland is apparently really great about CCTV. The two began with drinks at Andy's Burger and Bar, where the two seemed to be hitting it off. I don't know why I wrote the two twice. <laughs> he insisted on paying, and then they moved to dinner at the Mexican cafe. Again, he pays, and the two moved back to the bar of the Bluestone, where her date had pre-gamed early in the evening. I think it's important to note that by this time, he had had four beers at the bar, cocktails at the Sky Tower, two jugs of margaritas, and one of sangria at the Mexican cafe. Good he would Lord. then... He would then go on to order more drinks at the Bluestone. So this guy is shit faced, right? I mean, like, uh, how are you like on a date with somebody and think for one, that that's a good first impression to be giving. And like two, like as like her, how are you like, yes, this is a man that I want to be on a date with. Well, funny you say that because he, he goes, he later tells the police that he's a heavy drinker, but he must not have been too sloppy because Grace seemed quite taken with him really she is seen smiling the entire time and like talking with her hands and like really enthusiastic at 8 40 he kisses her the two continue to kiss and talk for an hour when her date moves from the camera view she texts her friend i click with him so well and then he comes back into the frame and she leaves while he checks facebook grace had uploaded a new profile picture and he commented on it Beautiful, very radiant at 9.29 p.m. 11 minutes later, they leave to go to his room. Elevator cameras catch them headed upstairs, and then Grace is never seen alive again. Wow. So on December 2nd, uh, Grace's parents become worried because she doesn't answer her happy birthday messages. It's her birthday. The next day was her birthday. They knew it was wildly out of character for her. So they reported her missing three days later, which I'm assuming they probably thought, and New Zealand may be this way, that if it's an adult, you have to wait three days. But normally that's not the case. At first, the police state there is no foul play, but later gathered evidence that she was no longer alive. And on December 8th, reported they were investigating the case as a homicide. Then they quickly made an arrest. The next day, Grace's body is found at 4 p.m. in the, and I'm going... To picture this. Way to carry. Whittickery ranges. I don't know. <laughs> I don't speak New Zealand apparently. I'm sorry. An autopsy revealed her cause of death to be strangulation. And the police asked the public for information about a shovel. And in tracing the destinations of a rental car. So. I don't know if you've noticed. But I haven't said her date's name at all. No. This is where it goes off the rails. 
That's because at this point in the story, the public was not privy to the information. In New Zealand, you can file for what is called name suppression. Name suppression is designed to keep your name and any images of you out of the press in order to keep potential jurors from being tainted with news information before the trial. He was denied, but immediately filed for an appeal, which automatically granted him 20 days of name suppression before the appeal could be heard. However, New Zealand can only force this in New Zealand. So outlets all over the world, especially in Grace's homeland of the UK, outed that fucker as Jesse Kimson. So I'll give you three guesses why this fucker wanted name suppression. One, because he's a piece of shit and he wanted to hide it as he was claiming she died during consensual sex that went wrong. What this a is- son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. And her parents have fought to make that where you cannot make that as a defense. You shouldn't be able to. I'm sorry. This was all a lie, of course. Her death was not quick. If he had let go within the five to ten minutes it took for her to die, she would have lived. More on his web of lives about Grace in a second. But now let's talk about who Jesse Kimson is. So, Jesse was born in Wellington in 1991. At the age of nine, his mother left the family. And although he reached out later in life, she rebuffed him and they remained estranged. He went to live with his grandfather in Australia until they abruptly left with no explanation. The grandfather told people that Jesse got a girl pregnant, but the rest of the family denies that. Jesse himself, though, showed a picture of a little girl to a woman saying she was his daughter. But Jesse is a pathological liar, so who knows? Everyone in his life told stories about crazy tales that he told that made no sense, and then when you called him on it, he would get super defensive and angry. So, So, like... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. So he was telling people that he had a daughter that he didn't actually have, or I mean, I guess that they don't know that he actually had. We don't know if that's true or not. The grandfather says it's true. The family says it's not true, but Jesse showed a girl he was dating a picture of a little girl and said it was what his daughter. The fuck? So who knows? The mother has never come forward, I don't think. So everyone in his life told stories about these crazy tales that he would tell them that made no sense whatsoever. He was known to get super defensive. I already read that part. So stories included things like being an oil company manager, having gang connections and having (laughs) cancer. Like he's a real piece of shit. It still gets worse. It still gets crazier. It gets worse than claiming you have cancer when you do it. I can't even. uh, He is a asshole. He became an unsuccessful salesman and rented the hotel room, (laughs) which some sources call one room apartment, but I think it was a hotel room. He owed his landlord $5,000 in back rent and damages. And the landlord said he was told that Jesse made $150,000 a year. How do you get so sideways in your rent and then still be able to live there? And say that he made (laughs) $150,000. Now, I don't know. New Zealand laws on eviction. I don't know if he had to take him to court and try to get the back. I don't know how that works. I guess I keep forgetting that they're not from here. Yeah, I don't. Very know. American of me to assume that everything is the same. Well, in a other lot country. of a lot of this is like, is this because it's New Zealand? Like, I don't understand. Okay, so now let's get into the real nefarious shit. Months before he murdered Grace, he raped another British tourist. <gasps> yes, she told no one. She had been traumatized and she was living in fears for months. She said that she was checking her locks all the time. Like she was just totally traumatized. Uh, She immediately went to the police after seeing his face on the news for murder. 
Her case was suppressed, so it wouldn't interfere with the murder trial, and neither case was allowed to be brought up in the other trial. So this made it so his name continued to be suppressed in the media because now he's got two trials going on. He was sentenced to 3.5 years, after which he yelled to the judge, You have no reason to convict me. You're full of shit, mate. The judge told him it was clear he had no remorse, and... I called him a psychopath. I think they actually called him a sociopath, but we're going to learn more about that later. So then it came out. There was another suppressed case. Oh my God. So that is now three that are simultaneously going on and three. Another reason why his name is being suppressed continuously. He terrorized a previous girlfriend for months, assaulting her, threatening to kill her with a butcher knife, saying the CIA sent him to kill her and forcing her into sex acts. He was again sentenced to only 3.5 years, which that must be the max because that's what he was sentenced for rape. So that must be the max for sex crimes. I don't really know. Disgusting. So now let's get back to the police timeline and this fucker's defense and lies because it's insane. So here's what we know about that night and the following days. He didn't call for help after she died, even though he claimed she died by accident. And at 1.30 a.m., he was on the internet searching random shit, but also searching things like hottest fire and with, with techery ranges. I still can't say it. <laughs> Way to career change. I don't know. Then he got on Pornhub. Oh, my God. Then listen to this. Then he took pictures of Grace's body that he no. would pose in different positions. What a fucking sick bastard. But this is all an accident, you know. Of course. Completely normal for an accident. Because if you accidentally killed someone during sex, the first thing that you would do is search Pornhub and then take pictures of their body. Makes sense. Right, right. So, the next morning, he texted another woman from Tinder. Then, he went out and bought a suitcase and cleaning products. This is all while her body is still in this hotel room. He slept with the body in the hotel room. The audacity. And rented a car. He was shit at cleaning, though, because Luminol lit that bitch up like the 4th of July. Like, the whole room was lit up. After a while, he went on a fucking date. No! Yes. With the body still in the hotel room. So this poor woman, she had started messaging with him two weeks before the murder, and he kept trying to move their Sunday date up, like pressuring to meet her earlier. She was like, no. So then she finally meets him on Sunday, even though she's already uneasy because he's being like a fucking weirdo. And he continues to act like a weirdo. He starts with lies about how all his friends are police officers, and his best friend is the new crown prosecutor. Then he said he had a different job than what he had said in text. And then they talked about a murder trial and he said, and I quote, it's crazy how guys can make one mistake and go to jail for the rest of their lives. One mistake. He said that about murder. Yeah. I don't think murder is a mistake ever, but okay. Yeah. Then he actually told her a story about how a guy accidentally killed his girlfriend during rough sex. Oh my God. The prosecutors believe he was testing his story out to see, you know, like what she would say about it. He kept freaking this poor girl out and she was afraid he would spike her drink. Like she didn't realize why he was that like he was way worse than this, but she thought he was going to spike her drink. She was so freaked out in fact that she pulled the oh my car is in the opposite direction bit even yeah. though it wasn't. She just didn't want him to follow her cuz he's psychotic. So, after this bizarre date, 
He picked up the luggage cart from the front desk and left the hotel with two suitcases. He had changed his clothes multiple times throughout the day. And this is all being captured on CCTV. So he's not very bright. <laughs> the next day at 6.15 a.m., he bought a shovel and headed out of town where he buried Grace in a shallow grave. And what led the cops to him? Well, it was that comment that he left on her Facebook post. A detective messaged him and another called to set up a meeting, and he said he would come in later that day, but a police officer was actually at the hotel and spotted him and ran him down. So let's now get to his lies. This is after he's been arrested. First, he told the police he left Grace at 10 p.m., and they parted his friends with plans to meet the following day. Then the police showed this dumb motherfucker all this surveillance <laughs> that they had on him. <laughs> And he was forced to admit that he killed her. But he said it was an accident and that Grace had asked him to choke her during sex and that she mentioned she learned BDSM from an ex-boyfriend. So it says prosecutors beg to differ, saying the pictures in the internet searches say otherwise. Even if she wasn't already dead in the pictures, it showed that he had already incapacitated her in some way. Okay, but also, like, if you're a man and you just happen to be listening to this podcast and a woman asks you to choke her and you like don't know how strong of a choke is too strong then please do not do that until you know what's safe like yeah just like let her know i don't just know. tell her no until you know what's safe like please. I'm, I'm not comfortable with this okay so the defense <laughs> stupid defense, <laughs> actually tried to argue that the inner searches the internet searches were just drunk searches <laughs> that was it yeah okay he was sentenced to 17 years in prison to be served concurrently with his previous sentences, which is bullshit. Yeah. Totally. Because this guy was working up to be a serial killer for years. He was just dumb and got like, caught. Obviously. Like, look at the escalation. Yeah. He's a... So, real pretty. And you, if you see pictures of her, she is gorgeous. Of and course. he is... He looks like a bum like he's not and it said like they said he would lie on his um dating profiles and like put different pictures up and it didn't look like him and stuff but for some reason i thought you were gonna say that he lied about his height and i was getting ready to laugh because <laughs> that's like the classic douchebag move is to say like i'm six feet and then they're like five two not that i'm judging <laughs> short men i'm not i'm just, just saying. don't lie about it so ultimately he was charged with nine counts of rape sexual violation threatening to kill and assault for the two earlier cases on top of the murder charge for grace. But since they could not use all this evidence in all three trials, he didn't get essentially that much. Wow. Um, after the appeal, after he exhausted all appeals, the name suppression was lifted. So during his trial, he was described as a sociopath, which sent me down a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> because I've never been totally sure on the difference between sociopath and psychopath. Like, isn't I get everything mixed up? Like, I know like a sociopath is more um, like a, a psychopath is more like calculating, and but I always heard that a sociopath just had no conscience and no feelings for others and blah blah blah. But that's not exactly right. Like, I was completely wrong. So just let me go ahead you. and tell me. Okay, let me tell you what I learned. So medical professionals don't actually use the word sociopath and psychopath when they diagnose somebody. They both follow under fall under the umbrella term of antisocial personality disorder. I did know that. There are actually some, they're actually more similar than they are different. So here are some similarities. C 
serious violations of criminal laws, deceitfulness for personal gain or pleasure, impulsiveness or failure to plan ahead, irritability and aggressiveness often resulting in physical assaults, reckless disregard for the safety of oneself and others, failure to meet adult responsibilities, family-related duties, and financial obligations, lack of meaningful remorse or guilt to the point of indifference regarding the serious harm or distress one's actions cause people, lack of empathy, and high self-esteem. So this is what makes them different. Basically, it's three things. The way they are made, their temperament, and their conscience or lack thereof. So it's often said that sociopaths are made, psychopaths are born. So I don't mean that they diagnose children because they cannot be diagnosed with APD, even though they do often show like conduct disorders, like the trifecta, you know, like mm-hmm. being in the bed, arson, lighting fire, oh, hurting, sm- that arson. <laughs> hurting small animals. Yes. But what I mean is psych- psychopathy is a genetic condition while sociopaths typically result after some trauma in their childhood. So, so like abuser or emotional neglect or things like that right so like as far as this trait in particular the sociopaths are made and psychopaths are born like it made me think of like dennis radar who i would consider would be a psychopath btk yep and then someone like eileen mornos or jeffrey Dahmer would be considered a sociopath because they had traumatic childhoods that makes sense that's what i think but i'm not i mean like i'm still like because a lot of these crossover and like some will have some characteristics of one thing and then some will have other. So I don't know how they come to the conclusion of what what's what. OK, not to interrupt, but like I'm kind of chuckling to myself that you used BTK because earlier either today or yesterday, I posted a meme about serial killers on our Instagram and I used BTK as my caption. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I put like. Gets uncomfortably close to the microphone. Hey, sup? Did you know that BTK used to work for ADC? (laughs) (laughs) Anywho. Oh, my gosh. BTK has got to be the dumbest. Oh, so dumb, dude. Oh, anyway. Well, well, I'm sure we'll do BTK one day. But my God, he's an idiot. Okay. He's like such a boomer. That was such a boomer way to get caught. (laughs) Like, just Google it, dude. Okay, so, now, the internet doesn't have a good explanation on which killers are which. So, they often contradict each other. Like, for instance, I saw both Ted Bundy and Richard Ramirez listed as psychopaths, which makes sense, but they both had childhood trauma. Um, Because Ted Bundy's sister was actually his mother, mother was actually his sister. And then Richard Ramirez had, like, all kinds of crap happened to him when he was a kid. So, so there's a bit of an overlap. Right. And so I see differences between the two and then the next category too. So we'll get to that too. So their temperament. There is a saying, cold-hearted psychopath, hot-headed sociopath. A psychopath is a manipulator, cold and calculating. They mimic behaviors and are often charming and intelligent. They are more likely to play the long game. They will exploit anyone to benefit themselves and have no emotional attachment to anyone. They can be chameleons and lead outwardly normal lives. But sociopaths are less able to play along. They often blame others and have excuses for their behaviors. They are more likely to spontaneously act. Um, Sociopaths are usually incapable of anything close to a family or work life. So like in this instance, in this example, I was thinking Ted Bundy versus Ed Gein. 
Yeah. Like Ed Gein could not function. And he was like really um, spontaneous. And and yeah, like he just spontaneously did stuff. But then also back to Richard Ramirez, because he seemed to be impulsive and hot headed. So Mm -hmm. how is he a psychopath? Like I it's like, I keep going back. Yeah, and because like, I don't understand. He just was like totally random, and so that like in, indicates impulsiveness because like he didn't even have like a set um, type like most serial killers will. Like he kind of went across the spectrum. Like he would just go in, it, it, like any, he would just pick a house. any old person. Yeah, um, kind of like Charles Manson. Like I think Charles Manson is a sociopath. I don't think he's a psychopath because he's I dumb. Think, he was capable. Yeah, he is dumb. And I think he was capable, but I don't know. But on the other hand, he manipulated all of his followers. So True. It's like, like it's, I think that's why Very it all confusing. falls under the blanket term of antisocial personality disorder because they overlap. But so their brains are another reason. They're different. Simply put, psychopaths have no conscience and sociopaths have a conscience, even though it's very weak. They are capable of feeling guilty even for a short amount of time. So recent studies show psychopaths brains aren't like other people's. They have physical differences that make it difficult to identify people and distress. It makes it difficult to identify people in distress and it can affect body functions. So like when you or I or like quote unquote normal people watch a movie with violence and gore, like our bodies react, our pulse gets faster, our breathing gets quicker. Like even if it's like a minute thing, like you, your body reacts to it physiologically, like to being scared and things like that. A psychopath is opposite. They get calmer. They don't get, they don't have that. That's weird. So this may help them to be fearless and engage in reckless behavior. So this made me think of Diane Downs. She is obviously a psychopath. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that, but yeah, totally. Versus like the weepy voiced killer. <laughs> because he he exhibited remorse. Remorse, yeah. But um I don't know. Diane Downs had a she said she had a, a horrible childhood, so she may be a sociopath. I don't know. Still it's though. it's very confusing. So of course we need to know that not all people with APD are murderers. I mean, they're just not it's not even the majority. Um, and then I was wondering where narcissism fits in all this. So according to Britannia.com, both psychopathy and is it sociopathy? Maybe. (laughs) And APD generally share features with narcissistic personality disorder. The condition exhibited by persons commonly called narcissists. Like people with APD, narcissists generally lack empathy and tend to have unrealistically high expectations or high opinions of themselves. And like psychopaths, narcissists tend to form shallow relationships to exploit and manipulate others and to be glib. Oh, wait. I just lost my place. To exploit and manipulate others and to be glib, glib and superficially charming. Unlike many persons with APD, however, narcissists are generally not impulsive, aggressive, or habitually deceitful nor do they characteristically display conduct disorder during childhood or criminal behavior in adulthood. So that's more like somebody who gaslights you all the time. Right. And there's another weird thing about narcissism where like, if you're raised by a narcissist, like you can have traits of narcissism without being a narcissist. Like it's a whole thing. 
Right, because nature versus nurture or whatever. Uh, narcissists also characteristically manifest a compelling need for the admiration, esteem, or envy of others, a trait not displayed by a person with APD. So basically, they're a completely different thing. <laughs> um, and I left my sources across the room, but I'll, I'll, I'll put them up on the um, show notes. So that is the story of Grace Mullane. Oh, and unfortunately, Grace Mullane's father died of cancer not too long oh. after the trial. I thought I was over all the sadness and. <laughs> that that's yeah so her mother lost her mother lost both her father or yeah her Her husband and and, yeah oh that is terrible it's awful and and that fucker got 17 years like that's bullshit it's kind of like and it may be our american way of thinking because you know like canada they always try to rehabilitate people and i do think but I don't think someone like that can be rehabilitated. I'm sorry. I just don't. No, I don't know. I mean, there there has to be like some sort of life for them, I suppose. But it like yeah. they don't have any other like sort of regard for human life. So it's well, like you the can't... fact that he doesn't show remorse and you can whack off while you have a dead body sitting <laughs> next to you. Like there's it's something not funny, wrong. I'm sorry, but yeah. I mean, it's like it was just the term. <laughs> <laughs> there's something wrong with you. Like, I don't want you in society. I'm sorry. No, that's gross. To put it lightly, that's just gross. All right. Well, do you have any news or anything? Jackie and I are actually recording a bunch of these at once, so we might not have a lot of chit chat between. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have any news. <laughs> I do want to say that if you can hear like a thumping noise, it is my cat trying to get into the room. I'm Cooper is just a brat. It, so if you hear that, I'm sorry. Jackie has had pet problems for the last month. Two months. Oh my god. It's gosh. been ridiculous. But like Cooper is just a little brat and he tries to get in here. He wants to walk all over my keyboard and stick his butt in my face. So yeah. Delta is asleep right now, but that might not last very long. You never know. All right. Well, we will see you next week um, on a sixlet. So we will talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.